Chapter 5 of Raised by Spirit Taking a Leap of Faith I would like to take a moment to give each of you a friendly reminder. As I sit and reflect on the accumulation of these experiences that I've had that have led me to where I am today, just keep in mind that these are just some of those experiences. When going through the journey of life, especially the spiritual side of life, journaling daily or weekly, it's a good practice and habit to get into. Whether you are journaling your experiences, your thoughts, your feelings, synchronicities, dreams, tarot journals, it doesn't matter. Just journal. Why? Because as time goes by, often time moves quickly, and we tend to only remember certain aspects of our past, when in reality, every single experience, small and large, is a part of the divinely designed plan. When we reflect, we begin to understand the bigger picture of that perfectly unfolded design and its purpose. After Jeremy's what I would call miraculous healing, I knew it was time to leave the corporate world and start pursuing something else. I still didn't know what that something else was going to be yet, but I knew that I had to make some kind of move. My husband knew I was unhappy and like my father, he always wanted me to be happy and provide the best possible life for his family. He and I were both at crossroads within our careers. He had left the construction company and started pursuing driving tractor trailer trucks across country. At this point in time, he was in the training and schooling portion of that career change. One day I came home from work, walked through the door to see my husband standing in the kitchen, and for a brief moment in time, time stood still. I think he knew exactly what was going to come out of my mouth. Defeat and despair from the day in, day out routine must have been written all over my face. Nonetheless, I looked at him after this brief moment of time and mutual knowing and said, I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. There really wasn't any discussion, just acceptance. He said, all I ever wanted was for you to be happy, and if you're not happy, then quit. So the next day, I walked into work, not really knowing if that was going to be my last day or not, but I was prepared either way. I couldn't tell you what triggered me. Probably some uptight manager with their jockstrap on too tight telling me that I wasn't being a perfect robot. Regardless, something triggered me, and I was done. I walked into my boss's office, or should I say his cubicle, and said, here's my badge. I quit. Now his jaw literally dropped on the floor. He's like, wait, no, what's wrong? What can we do? How can we fix this? And I just went on to say there's nothing that you could do. That I had tried for years to be the perfect employee that they wanted. And no matter how hard I tried, it was never going to be good enough. Because I really wasn't willing to go out and party and sleep my way to the top with all the supervisors. Clearly, this job was not for me. I told him I had no hard feelings, handed him my badge, gathered my things, and walked out. I was unaware at the time, but Mercury was in retrograde when I quit. And for those of you that are not aware what that means, Mercury is the planet that literally controls and governs our communication abilities, both verbal, written, electronic, all that fun stuff. Typically, it's not the best time to make big, life-changing choices, spend large amounts of money, sign contracts, or, little did I know at this time, quit your job. Lesson learned. I had a plan when I left corporate as far as how I was going to continue to contribute to my family's financial income. Unfortunately, I wholeheartedly believe that the delay in cashing out my 401k was due to Mercury being in retrograde and my lack of awareness that that caused a difficult domino effect to occur thereafter. I'm also a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and that there is not one set path for us to follow. Some paths might just be easier as we strive to reach a certain destination. I just ended up taking the more difficult path in this particular situation. Typically, when cashing out a 401k, I was given the expectation to receive my funds within a month. Well, it took about three and a half months, so by that time we were so far behind in our bills that we were forced to move yet again. No one could understand why 
I would put my family in that type of position. No one could understand why I would walk away from $80,000 a year. No one could understand why I would walk away from such a great job. And the reality was, I never expected for things to really go the way they did. But we ended up packing up the house that we were renting to own that we had worked so hard for. And when me and my husband got into that moving truck, we looked at each other still with no idea where we were going to go. My mom was living in an apartment, and so was my sister and her son. So even though we had provided housing for several people throughout the years, at that time, no one was in a position to be able to help us out, except for my father-in-law. He knew a friend that allowed us to stay at his house until we could figure out other arrangements. This was a temporary situation for two reasons. Number one, the house was in foreclosure, so we did have limited time. And number two, it was smack dab in the city where we did not want to be. My husband and I went through great lengths for this situation not to impact our children. I myself was adamant that they remained in the school district even though we lived 45 minutes away temporarily. So every day, we would drive my children to and from school 45 minutes each way. I caught a lot of shit from a lot of people doing this at this time in my life, but I was adamant I would go through whatever I had to go through as long as my family and I were happy. And their friends at their school that we chose to root them in was a part of that happiness. Like I said, this choice and the way things played out was definitely a more difficult path. It took about three years for us to finally get back in the town that we were originally rooting our family in. My husband was out of town a lot driving truck at this time, and I was reminded frequently how this in of itself was a repeating similar cycle compared to my mother and my father. Again, when presented with a cycle, whether it be from your parents or any cycle, the only way to break a cycle is to make a different choice. So when my husband started going out of town, I was absolutely miserable yet again. We had been inseparable since the day we met. But as they continued to remind me, I needed to be aware of the cycle in order to change the outcome. So I started to embrace being alone. As you can see throughout my life, there was always someone around physically. Rarely did I have an opportunity to just be alone. It was within these moments of time, while he was driving truck, that I really found myself. I was truly able to reflect on my life, the lessons, the cycles, the abilities, the trials, the triumphs, the messages, the form of communication, and everything in between. And it was at that time that I was truly able to accept who I was. I had nothing around me aside from those things to tell me what I was or who I should be. So again, there's not always one set path. Some paths are just easier compared to others. But the destination, when paired with determination, will always be the same. After almost a year of driving across the country and being out of town, away from his family, my husband decided that was not the career for him. He tried to return to his old construction company. He tried other jobs, but none of those were his path either. Like I said before, years prior, my sister left her husband and filed for divorce. It wasn't much longer after that that she started dating one of John's cousins, who is also one of my husband's friends. Now he just so happened to work with his dad's contracting company. His dad was retiring, and my sister's newfound love, old friend of my husband's, asked my husband if he wanted to partner up and continue the contracting company together. It's funny how things work out, right? After all the attempts my father tried to orchestrate while he was still here to make sure that the men his daughters fell in love with would be able to care for them financially. And here we are almost a decade later and both his son-in-laws run a successful contracting company. Throughout the years after I left corporate, I worked a few odd jobs here and there, never really finding anything that was fulfilling until one day I was vacuuming. 
and cleaning my living room. And out of absolutely nowhere, I had a fucking epiphany. If I had always been able to communicate with spirit on the other side, did that mean that I could communicate with other people's loved ones? Because that never really was a thing. Was I really a medium in that way? Honestly, I didn't know. But I was sure as shit going to find out. Literally, I immediately stopped doing what I was doing and I went online to see if there was anything available in the area for mediumship practice. And I called the first number that popped up locally and signed up to attend their weekly mediumship classes. Little did I know, mediumship was not going to be the lesson learned within this experience. When I attended the first class, there was roughly about 15 people that had gathered in this woman's living room and we found places to sit and there was this older woman that sat directly across from me and she just looked at me and she's like you're gonna be really good at this and I was like really you think so super unsure if I was or not and it ended up being that same woman that I just so happened to be paired with to read to practice read so we were instructed to take turns reading each other and so naturally being an Aries and overachiever all that fun stuff I opted to go first so we went to the stairway and I sat before her I closed my eyes And the first thing I saw was a pink and white Cadillac from the 50s, or I believe it was from the 50s, and a man that stood next to it. That was it. No verbal communication, just an image. And I opened my eyes and said, I don't know what to tell you, but there's this man coming through and he's just standing next to this pink and white Cadillac. Does this mean anything to you? The woman literally burst out into tears, recognizing that it was her father and his favorite Cadillac. It was at that moment in time, I was filled with so much joy and happiness that I knew right then and there, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to pursue. I literally had just found my joy. I couldn't tell you what the rest of the night consisted of at this point. I don't know what else I told her, nor do I know what she relayed to me. I just knew I was excited to return each week and mediumship is what I wanted to perfect. It wasn't long until I started to have several reoccurring dreams about this particular instructor. She would literally appear in my dreams with gray skin, contorted, disfigured, and every time she tried to say anything that was relative to kindness or wisdom, she was unable to speak. I remember my grandmother and my father coming through reminding me that I needed to be cautious in this environment and around this woman, that her intentions were not as pure as she presented them to be to the outside world. At that time, I was only attending the mediumship classes, but there were a few other classes that this particular instructor held. Classes like understanding chakras, tarot, dream interpretation, and symbolism, all of which I had decades worth of self-education and personal experiences. But I was invited by a few other group members to attend these classes. So I did. Not only was I extremely displeased with the misinformation, lack of integrity, unauthenticity that this woman was presenting to multiple people as truth, when the reality was it was all just regurgitated quick Google search being taught as wisdom with absolutely zero personal experience, education, or higher awareness. And it was painfully priced to boot. I was so displeased. And I began to see why I was being warned to be cautious around this particular woman. They were indeed correct. Her intentions were far from pure. And I stopped attending classes and cut off all associations with those that were involved in her circus ring. Now, never once throughout the years have I ever name dropped this particular person or the name of their business, nor will I. And they know it for two reasons, though. Number one, that's definitely not my style. I refuse to lower my expectations of myself 
And additionally, this experience held a extremely valuable lesson. It was this experience that was the catalyst I needed to catapult my ass into offering readings on my own. Healings, genuine and authentic group and individual training based off individual talents and gifts. This was also the experience that I needed to know that quality is always going to be better than quantity. And lastly, I knew I could do it. And there were others out there like me that I could help. And if you want something done right, you do it yourself, right? Little did I know in doing this, I became this woman's arch nemesis. But that's her lesson to understand, not mine. The next thing I realized I had to do was talk to my husband about what I wanted to pursue. And like I said before, our belief systems were never anything that were really discussed. We believed what we felt was right for us individually, and that was just that. Somehow, talking to him though about this and pursuing this as a professional career, that was a little bit different compared to a personal belief. I started the conversation with, I found out what I wanted to do with my life, and then I told him that I wanted to help people and counsel them, if you will. His logical response was, don't you have to go back to school for that? And so I went on to explain, not necessarily, not for this particular type of counseling I want to pursue. I was definitely dancing around it. He has always been supportive of anything that I wanted. Unfortunately, with this particular pursuit, he didn't really understand it all. Nonetheless, his response was, okay, so can I buy a motorcycle? He knew damn well I was very reluctant against him getting a motorcycle, not to mention the fact that it was a race-ready rocket that he wanted. But I think he knew how badly I wanted this and was just using that to his advantage to get the motorcycle that he had always wanted. Now this particular motorcycle was a motorcycle from back in the day when him and John used to ride together. So eventually I rolled my eyes and said fine. And that was that. After that, as they say, the mystery became history. I cleaned houses and did readings on the side. Then for a little while, I worked at a before and after school program part-time while doing readings on the side. And within the course of two years, I made a name for myself through word of mouth. Now, 20 years later, people don't generally refer to me as Jen. More often than not, I'm that psychic, you know, the one that says fuck a lot, which in all honesty is fine by me.